Good morning, listeners. This is Susan You, a forum where we explore issues and meet people in order to make you help you make a difference here in Mendocino County. I am your first Wednesday month host, Andrew, as I just said. And today on Susan You, we will meet three community members who provide, um, who volunteer their time to expand uh, the services offered at our local libraries. These three are representative of dozens of and dozens of other community members who volunteer their time at our local county library, a type of volunteerism that works through a community-based uh, friends of the local library. As we meet these three community volunteers, we will learn more about what is offered through our libraries today and what services we can see in the future and what inspires so many of our neighbors to volunteer in support of our local libraries. Finally, I hope today's Citizen You Show um, inspires each of us to visit our local library or the bookmobile um, or the library online. And while you're at it, I hope you will also take advantage of an opportunity to give a boost to our local libraries. More on that later. Uh, from Friends of Our Library in Ukiah, we have um, Michelle. Um, she has a battered in it, but she will be calling in pretty soon. <laughs> from Friends of the Library in Willits, we have um, uh, Melinda. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, uh, we'll pull up oh, your good. audio a little bit higher. Can you s say hi again, Melinda? Hi, good morning. Hi, Melinda Clark from Willits. And then we have uh, Larry uh, from uh, the South Coast Community um, Library. Uh, Larry, can you say hello to the listeners? Hello, everyone. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, uh, so uh, to start off, um, our public libraries are in many ways unlike other services offered by local governments. That's because public libraries were among the very first services offered by local communities here in Mendocino County. In Fort Bragg, for example, uh, the city's original property tax included a tiny allotment for the operation of a public library. Kind of in contrast, many of our other services that are uh, today offered by uh, through say the County of Mendocino are services and programs that were more recently established by the state of California, whereas libraries were first established at, at the community level. Um, um, I'm hoping um, Melinda and Larry that you could talk a little bit about some of the services um, that we have available at our local libraries. Well, Traditionally, you, you, when you want a book, you go to look. If it's at the library, you check it out. But we also now have movies. We have audiobooks. We have children's programs. We have teens programs. We have uh, programs for senior members, uh, adult uh, retirees, adult, regular adult members, and so forth. Uh, these programs in many cases are available online. You can actually just go onto your, uh, uh, onto the internet and, and just download a lot of this stuff. Um, just, and then we do put on, in some cases even put on musical stuff. So I'll let Melinda go on from there. Well, Thank you for knowing so much, Larry. I appreciate it. Um, we have children's programs um, in, I think, all the libraries in Willits. We've got story hours starting in the park. And, you know, since COVID, it's been a real readjustment for all of us, you know, sort of on every level. So uh, 
And I want to bring up the idea that the library is not just um, a resource for information. It's a place. It's an actual place. And you go in there and there are people who smile and it's quiet and there's a bathroom and you can hang out there. And um, people need a sense of place, you know, whether you're um, you know, struggling or you're a family with three kids and the, and the kids can sit on the floor and look at books for an hour and, you know, it's good for everybody. And of course, we want teenagers to come in too because teenagers are, you know, uh, all of us alarmingly phone focused. So to get them and the Willits Library is just connected with the high school. We're going to be getting um, young people in to read to little kids and I don't know what they're going to be doing. They're, they're going to be doing something of their own design and we want that. So there's a few things. And Mich Michelle Savoy from Friends of the Ukiah Library is now with us. Um, Michelle, um, could you maybe just share with us some of the um, programming that you're seeing at the Ukiah Branch Library? The Ukiah Branch Library is very fortunate to be fully staffed and to have a lot of options available for young kids. There's the children's room, children's programs, reading programs. We'll be kicking off the summer read program soon. There's the teen room, which has books in it that are just for teens. There are teen programs, um, poetry programs, and all kinds of different events. Um, as well as, of course, everything for adults. This coming weekend, we're going to celebrate First Friday. So if you're in town for the Art Walk, come on by. We'll have music at the library between 4 and 7. There's the art show, and we'll have a book sale. And we're featuring this time the road trip theme. So there'll be audio books for sale, movies, music, and books. And it'll be Friday night and all day Saturday. Uh, and in addition, we'll be... Uh, having somebody available for signing the petition. So if you haven't signed the petition yet, come by Friday or Saturday. Okay, and we'll get more to that petition later. Um, but first, I want to just take a step back and um, make sure if protect, we may have some new people to Mendocino County who may not be familiar with the fact that we actually have multiple libraries in the county that are county libraries. Uh, we have um, the three I would call main branches of the library in Ukiah, Fort Bragg, and Willits. But we also have a county library uh, where Larry is a volunteer uh, in the south coast of the of the Mendocino Coast, down at, which is physically located in Point Arena. We also have a county library in um, Covalo, downtown Covalo, Round Valley. Um, and we also are about to open up in this year, before the end of the year, um, once uh, supply chain issues get straightened out and the, the shelving shows up, we're going to have a, a, a new county library in Laytonville in the North County. And it's um, really, in a, in a lot of ways, this is unlike other services that the county of Mendocino provides in that there's a physical presence um, dispersed throughout the whole county. Um, it, it's not just some some county services are physically just located in Ukiah. This is an example of a community service um, through the county that's uh, available in many other corners of the county. Um, and uh, so in looking at some of that, um, you touched on it a little bit, and we'll get to it some more about the petition. Um, but uh, in addition to the services and, and the children's services that are at the library, um, 
how how did you how did each of you just sort of get involved initially as a volunteer with the friends of the library because each of these libraries has a friends group which is a nonprofit it's a community based group that supports each of those libraries how did you each of you um, you know get involved with the friends group and volunteering with the library in the first place I uh, got involved initially because they had some interesting programs educational programs for senior retired people of which I am one. And uh, I went from attending these things to actually presenting some of these uh, courses, which we initially called, uh, you know, adult education programs. But when we started having kids attend some of these classes, we decided that it was lifelong learning instead of adult education. And then I went from uh, being uh, an occasional teacher to being involved in presenting other people's programs also. And then it just snowballed from there. Okay. Um, Michelle, how did you get involved with the the library in in Ukiah? I've been a lifelong avid reader and lover of books and printed books for a living. Um, And it just seemed to be the right volunteer fit for me in the community. I've been involved in a lot of nonprofits and I wanted to participate in something where I felt I could give back to my community. So it's, it's been a wonderful experience. The friends group is really terrific in Ukiah. It's a great board and uh, we have a wonderful interaction with the library. Um, We have provided all kinds of fun things like a 3D printer. The Ukiah Friends purchased a 3D printer for the uh, Ukiah branch. And it's great to go in there and see uh, kids learning the science, technology, and engineering and math programs and then putting it to use on the printer. And um, Linda? Oh, I just thought it was a good idea to, you know, step up a little bit and help out. And uh, who... Who doesn't love libraries? I grew up going to libraries and my mother worked in a bookstore for years. And um, I, I, yeah, it's just a good thing to do. Go help your neighbors a little bit. Thank you. And so Melinda, Larry, you're already also volunteering as a community member on um, the Library Advisory Board. So the Library Advisory Board was created by the Board of Supervisors 52 years ago in 1970. Uh, to advise the Board of Supervisors who otherwise, uh, among their many hats, they, they serve as the Board of Directors for the county library system. But the intent was with the Library Advisory Board, you would have, um, uh, I think it's nine members of community members volunteering on that board that um, provide input about the programming uh, directly to the library staff and give an annual report to the Board of Supervisors. And, you know, really focus in on the nitty gritty details of how to improve and, and continually expand the services of the library. So, um, and Michelle, my understanding is you're um, going to move into that role um, in the future. Um, any particular observations that you've had as insight into the operations of the library um, as not just a member of the friends group for the local library, but as someone who's seeing sort of the countywide perspective on the libraries? Um, as a member of the Library Advisory Board. Um, Larry? Larry, that's Um, probably a good question for you. Yeah, uh, 
technically I am the library advisory board member only for the city of Point Arena. However, that works out to be actually for all of South Coastal District 5. Um, it, it allows the libraries, it allows the uh, cities, it allows the uh, districts around uh, our individual libraries to have a, a voice to the Board of Supervisors that very likely otherwise would not exist. And that's what I see as being the positive aspect of this. Yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, there's about 1,200 county employees. Some of them feel, you know, very comfortable talking to supervisors about their program that they're um, providing the public um, to the supervisors directly. Others don't necessarily want to have contact directly with the supervisors. So in some ways, I mean, having community members who are volunteering their time, who are seeing the program up close, and then, uh, you know, may feel more free to speak directly to the five supervisors about, hey, this is this is an exciting new opportunity here. We hope you support it. Um, we hope the library in this case, um, you know, offers this new service. Melinda, uh, from your seat on the library advisory board, I mean, again, you're sort of seeing the entire county library system, uh, but you're also obviously focused on on the Willits Library. I anything that you're sort of seeing as a library advisory board member that you might not know as a community member? <laughs> I am still a community member. I'm not on the library advisory board. Oh, I thought you were. I'm a, I, I, I know. I'm the president of the Friends of Willits Library, but I am a lowly citizen when it comes to the library advisory board. You're still very effective. speak for it. Still a very effective <laughs> spokesperson for it. And Michelle, uh, as I understand it, you're about to join the Library Advisory Board. Um, so, uh, uh, so about close to 10 years ago, um, the voters of Mendocino County um, passed, uh, you know, approved a sales tax to support the libraries. And um, prior to that, the libraries were, re were receiving a, as I mentioned before in the opening, um, in the case of Fort Bragg, there was a tiny sliver of the property tax in Fort Bragg that was, er, from the very beginning, was set aside for the libraries. And so countywide, there's, there's been this uh, tracking of, of a tiny share of the property tax that goes to the library system. Um, in today's dollars, it equals about $1.4 million. And, uh, but about close to 10 years ago, the voters of Mendocino County approved a one-eighth of a cent sales tax that um, really expanded county library services. Um, um, to, and today it's bringing in about double the amount of money that comes in from that property tax. And um, uh, that, but that tax that the voters approved had a, uh, was set to sunset in 10 years um, to give the voters an opportunity to see, you know, how effective was, were the dollars being spent? Were they happy with the services of the library uh, before considering a renewal of that sales tax? And a couple years ago, the Library Advisory Board um, and other supporters of the library um, came to the Board of Supervisors. Again, we wear the hat as the library district board um, to say, hey, you know, the renewal needs to go on the ballot. We feel really good about the way the money's being spent. Uh, we would like to go to the voters with a new a renewal. And uh, so the Board of Supervisors created an ad hoc committee of two supervisors. I was one of the two, Supervisor McCown was the other. And we met with the library advisory board or a, a working group of them and some community members. And um, 
the consensus was to that the supporters of the library would go directly to the voters and collect signatures and um, propose a renewal of the sales tax um, but instead of a one-eighth it would go to one quarter of a cent sales tax um, to support both services and um, maintenance of the buildings and facilities and, and improvements to those buildings as needed and um, but knowing that in April of 2023, the sales tax in Mendocino County was going to go down by three-eighths of a cent uh, because Measure B, the mental health measure, was going to drop from a half a cent to an eighth of a cent. Um, and so um, I know that all three of you have been um, out there collecting signatures, um, talking to people, community members, um, you know, face-to-face -face, um, about this sales tax. And I wonder if each of you could just kind of tell the listeners, you know, what are the kind of common questions that are asked of you? What, what are, what's your kind of conversation with people as, as you're collecting signatures? I would love to speak on this because it's been absolutely um, fascinating and energizing and um, in some cases um, disappointing. Um, but um, so in Willits, we're going around to the uh, grocery stores and the uh, daycare centers and the schools and wherever there is a group of people. And of course, with COVID, there's not many gatherings, but we, we've tried to get to them. Um, but I've been primarily the last couple of weeks out at Rite Aid because they kicked me out of grocery outlet twice. The guy said I couldn't be there, even though I had good legal standing to be there. But the owner of grocery outlet interpreted his rights as I didn't get to stand in front of a store. So I just moseyed over to another part of that strip mall and have been getting hundreds of names and people, oh, the library, and they want to sign it. They don't need to know the specifics they trust. I say I'm with the Friends of the Wills Library. Oh, the library. Um, some of my stereotypes, I love this. Um, these two big guys came along the parking lot and and I had had big guys with baseball caps and they're not registered to vote often. Um, we gotta get the general idea of that kind of mindset. I'm really not part of things. I'm doing my own thing. So I said to these guys, oh, you're probably not registered. And they stopped. They were like in their twenties. They stopped and turned around and they came over. They were brothers and they said, we are registered. What makes you think that we wouldn't be registered? I said, well, because you're young and you're male and you have baseball caps. <laughs> they said, well, see, that's such a stereotype, you know. So there's been those kind of stereotypes that people I think are too frail to care. They're just barely, they're just getting in to go to get their medication. They have a cane and they want to stop especially really old people, because old people remember the libraries. They remember how important they've been. Young people, parents with children, we remember and we know. Um, young people without kids, one, one, several people have said this as I go by. I say, I'm friends with the Wilts Library. You want to look at this petition to support library funding? No, I'm good. No, I'm good. You know, talk about um, not getting that you're connected to other people and civilization. You know, it's it's really interesting. And and a lot of people not registered at all and not and be, and glad, not sheepish, but like 
I'm not registered to vote. It doesn't matter. My vote doesn't matter. So, you know, you get that. And then luckily, you know, we have um, well over a thousand uh, signees already and we'll get, you know, plenty to be able to um, get onto the ballot. And that's in the Willits area alone. Um, I just want to take a moment to remind our listeners we are listening to Public Radio, um, Kizuex, and uh, this is Citizen U. Um, Michelle, you're um, often in Ukiah and um, in that part of the county. When you're talking with community members in that area, what what's your uh, experience? What's your conversation? Mostly anybody says, oh, if it's for the library, I'll sign it. They don't even necessarily want to know, you know, what the details of it. We've been down at the health club and had a lot of success there. Uh, interestingly enough, we've had a lot of uh, young people that either aren't registered to vote or, or aren't old enough to vote yet that wanted to sign it. We took with us uh, uh, the form for registration to hand out to people and, and handed out that to quite a few people. Um, and we recently got um, a brochure that was in Spanish and had uh, good success handing that to people. And then they would stand there and read it and then they would come back and sign the petition. So I, I think, you know, it's been a very positive experience. I've gotten very little negative feedback on, and a great deal of positive experience. And, and a lot of people I always end our conversation with, I'll see you at the library. And they all say, oh, yes, we'll, you know, we'll be there Saturday sort of stuff. So it's, it's really been great. And like Melinda said, the, the events do really well. We did, we got a lot of signatures at the yard sale that was out at uh, Todd Grove. So we're also doing really well with our signature gathering. And Larry, you personally live just a little bit south of Point Arena, um, but when you're collecting signatures and just talking with people, what's the conversation like on the South Coast? Well, it's very similar to uh, Melinda and Michelle. Uh, one of the things that I wanted to uh, mention, like Michelle did, is the people who wanted to sign but can't because they live in Sonoma County, but use our library systems, pay sales tax when they shop in our stores, and uh, they really believe in the Mendocino County library system because that's the one that they use. Um, the other thing that, that I get asked about, and it, a lot of people, most uh, seem to have not known, was how little support the county library system gets from the general fund. Almost nothing for all intents and purposes. And how important the sales tax portion is to the support of the library system, to what the library system can do to improvements in the library system since that sales tax was passed and how much it's going to hurt the library system um, if we lose it. Yeah, and Larry, you mentioned um, on the South Coast, you have visitors coming to the library, which is in Point Arena, um, from, in some cases, who live in Sonoma County. But I, I do want to make sure the listeners are aware that we have, our county really benefits from a partnership with Mendocino and Sonoma County. We have an interloan program where we can borrow their books and their CDs, DVDs, et cetera. Um, and it's a real bargain for, for the residents of Mendocino County. Um, 
So, I mean, really, I, the way I look at it, Sonoma County is really helping out Mendocino County with that interloan program. Um, and another thing you mentioned, I think is true probably of many of the libraries, if not all of them, is people will plan their trip to a, a town where there's a library and, um, you know, visit several things that kind of help out the local economy all at once. I know in Fort Bragg, there are people who go to the library uh, on a Wednesday, say Farmer's Market Day, go to Farmer's Market, go to the library on, the, on one trip into town. Um, over there on the South Coast, um, you've got, I'm sure, uh, you've got a fab fabulous bakery there in downtown Point Arena. I'm sure there's a few pit stops people probably make when they go down, venture downtown Point Arena and, and the other libraries as well. Yeah, Melinda. Yeah, I wanted to um, add to the, um, the observation pile here. Um, a number of people were skeptical that this, this new measure A whatever, we, we don't get to call it Measure 8 quite yet, but this new initiative um, is earmarked for library funding use only. They uh, know about the, there was a grand jury and the, you know all about, you know more about this than I do, Dan, that, but the county had taken some of the Measure A money out and they had to give it back. And so this is a, a a feature of this initiative is that it's earmarked for library use only and that there's a lot of skepticism about government in general now a days maybe there's always been uh, and there should be really uh, and that was a good example so I, I say to people this is just for the library and it's permanent I say because I don't want to be out here standing to get standing in front of Rite Aid in 10 years I'll be 85 years old I don't want to do that so let's this is good that it's permanent. So those two features, I think, have been important. Well, exactly. Um, so when the voters, in your case, have written a ballot measure, um, you know, you're, you have the ability, which you've done, to guarantee where the money is spent, and um, and and by collecting the signatures, you're placing it on the ballot. And um, if the voters approve it, it's it's restricted to that purpose um, as written by the by by you, and. Um, uh, so um, we will be taking calls a little bit later. I just make sure listeners know it's going to the call in number here is 707-895-2448. And we are speaking with um, three community members who are representative of dozens of others who are volunteering their time with their local library. And uh, again, we have a county library in the South Coast in Point Arena, in, in Fort Bragg, in Willits, Ukiah, um, Round Valley, Coflo, and soon, before the end of the year, we will have a library in Laytonville. So again, these, this is a, a service um, unlike any other county service, and then it's, it's really dispersed throughout the entire county. Plus, we have a bookmobile that visits all sorts of areas in the county. Um, I know people in Westport, in the town of Casper, all sorts of smaller communities that really appreciate the appearance of the bookmobile where they can order a book online or, or at the bookmobile and, and the next time it's in town, often there it is. Um, uh, would any of you like to just talk a little bit about the bookmobile beyond my little thumbnail sketch? Well, I would like well, to mention they, one they thing that, that a lot of people don't seem to understand it, and did come up in, in the initiative signing. When people go online and go to the library website and go to the catalog to order a book they are not 
looking just at Mendocino County. We have a cooperative agreement with Lake and Sonoma counties. So you are looking at a catalog for all of the libraries in three counties and you can order the book. And if you are getting your books from the bookmobile, that book will show up on the bookmobile when it's available. And it's uh, a system that I didn't even conceive of before I uh, started working with the library, but the three county system, there's not a lot of books that you would be interested in that aren't available from at least one of those counties. Yeah, so no longer do we live in the days where you're you're restricted to the books that are physically stored at the local library. Michelle? The, those books come into the Ukiah Library and are, are sorted there, and it's a, it's a large volume. It comes through, as you can imagine, for all of the six uh, different uh, distribution points within the county, and they go out. Some of them get... Um, several deliveries a week of books coming through that system. So it's it's quite a volume of material that is going through that library that uh, library services, library staff have to dedicate time to take care of. So um, it's, a, it's a wonderful service. They also offer not only the physical books, but audio books and digital books. So you can download almost any book you want through that interlibrary system just with your library card. You can get your get your book on whatever device you want to read or an audio book for you to hear. In fact, I believe you can also um, read the New York Times or some other magazines uh, just because you have a county library um, account. Um, I mean, what I've seen with the county library system, uh, I want to make sure listeners are aware, there's all sorts of innovative programs that the Mendocino County Library System is offering that, honestly, I if I wasn't a county supervisor, I'd be, I wouldn't have known about probably, but I want to make sure the listeners know there's a, a local seed bank program that's um, being offered through many of the libraries. I think all the libraries have seeds where you can check them out and, um, you know, put something in your garden. And um, it's often a, a local uh, variety of, of some kind of plant. Um, there's also, I, I saw this year, the state of California is partnering with all the libraries to offer um, free day passes to our state parks and you can check out, I think for seven days, um, one of those passes with the local mm-hmm. library. And so for seven days, if you were going on a trip and you, you wanted to go to the, go to the, um, st- visit the state parks with a day pass, you could park for free in, in the state parks. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, maybe there's some other services like that, that you'd like to highlight with members of the public who may not have been aware of all those kind of new services that the library is offering. Um, there are several at the Ukiah Library. There's the ukulele program, which I think is pretty fun. You can check out a, a ukulele and learn how to play it. Um, there's also uh, a memory kit, um, which is available for uh, older people and people that are caring for older people with memory care issues. And I think that those are two pretty wonderful things that are available right now through the library. One of the things that I have always appreciated about the library system here and have used on occasion is that they seem to have a technical expert here at the library when I needed one to understand how to do this, how to connect to there, how to get things to work. And it's the technical advice that is available at the library system is uh, 
it's, it's extremely helpful, at least to me, and I imagine to many other people who are in my category. I'll just throw in, um, thank you, Larry. Uh, again, the sense of place, I guess, uh, at the library were after no show COVID for so long, um, some groups are have begun to meet again, like a group of knitters and, uh, and a book group. Um, voting rights tables, um, activity tables for kids to make things while they're there, paper and glue and, you know, depending on the season. Um, there's a wonderful person there that's been setting these sort of activities for kids up right hands on. Um, so I think we're all saying, come, come into your library. You can do all, the, all this stuff online, which is wonderful. Um, but, you know, it, come in and look around. One of the things that is, I, is probably unique to Coast Library is that we offer quilting lessons from very beginning all the way up to finishing the quilt. And uh, we've had a lot of people come through this, men and women both, and learned how to quilt. And this is something that most people would have absolutely no idea that you could learn this type of thing at a library also. Yeah, those are examples of where the, each library tries to respond to the interests and, and needs of it, its unique community. Um, I'm sorry, we did miss a caller. Uh, caller, feel free to call back in. <laughs> and um, uh, so another thing is, you know, in this age of COVID where we kind of really understood, if we didn't know it already, that that people need the ability to connect to the internet or if, if, they, if they want to, um, not only do each of the libraries have a, a really good internet connection, um, several of them, oh, okay, we will take a call here. Okay. Okay, caller, you're on the air. Hi, thanks for taking my call. I love our library system and use it um, for really all my sources of entertainment and information. Um, there's a program uh, that I used to take advantage of oftentimes in the Alameda County um, library system, which was a tool lending library. And it was wonderful. Okay, could you explain a little bit about that? Yeah, it pretty much had um, a huge um, assortment of tools for all kinds of jobs, carpentry, tiling, uh, gardening, um, and it worked just like the book library would, where you would fill out um, a form uh, requesting the tools that you were needing for a particular job, and um, then you could have them available to you for that job for a two-week period. I, I think a tool library is is a fascinating service, and um, I'm hoping um, that the the library advisor board will look at that like they looked at the seed library idea as as a you know a, a more contemporary idea of what a library could be um thank you for the suggestion any other suggestions uh just that 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 was some that's something that i really really dearly miss because you know tools are really expensive and they take storage 
and um, uh, it's not easy for the general public to have what they need when they want to do a project, and the library fulfilled that for us in Alameda County, and that was pretty cool. Okay, thank you for the suggestion. You're welcome. Take good care. Thanks for the show. Okay, that that was just a perfect example of the type of, of suggestions that the library gets all the time. We do have another call. Let's... Uh... Example of okay, caller, of, you're of on the air. That the library gets all the time. We do have another call. Okay, um, listeners, uh, you'll need to turn off the radio um, uh, when you call into the show. Um, uh, so, uh, again, libraries responded in that way with internet service at the libraries. Um, maybe one of you could also talk about there's a, actually a new program that the library has been offering, which is, allows people to check out um, a hub so that they can have internet service um, at their homes. Um, would any of you like to talk a little bit about that new service that the county library offers? know nothing about it. Uh, Michelle? So it's called the Hotspot, and uh, through the library, you can also check out Chromebooks. Um, I know the Ukiah Library donated probably a dozen books to the program, but there might have been 20 Chromebooks altogether. So you can, you know, check out this little, you know, device for connecting to the internet. And then it's called a Hotspot. And if you're somewhere where you don't get um, connection or you can't afford connection or whatever, um, you take this device with you and it will it will finally connect into, I believe, the cellular network and then you can connect your computer directly to it. And from what from the feedback that I get, they work pretty well, except in the really rural areas. So if you're someplace where your cell phone doesn't work well, this might not work well for you. But um, in other areas, I think it's it's a really handy thing to have. So um that's worth wow. that's worth finding out about, and I know I know they're available through Ukiah, probably through Willits too. I'm not sure. No, I'll find out. Okay, and um, you've mentioned that you're um, you have been collecting signatures. Um, are there locations where uh, you're you know that people can collect signatures? Okay, I will try to get this caller. Hopefully, they've turned off their radio. <laughs> okay, caller, you're on the air. Hello? Yeah, you're on the air. Oh, hi, this is Janice um, Marcel with the Friends of the Fort Bragg Library. <clears throat> I wanted to call in and kind of chime in and say thank you to Michelle and Melinda and Larry for all the information you're putting out there and giving to the public. I really don't have much to add other than the fact that, you know, the sales tax would really improve um, our chances of having more programs at our library, or at our excuse me, at our individual libraries throughout the county, uh, for all age groups. Um, you know, we're intergenerational. At least that's how we see ourselves. I've been um, a member of the Friends Board for about oh, going into my seventh year now, and it's been just a joy to see the individuals come into the library and, and, uh, and, you know, for all various reasons and enjoy themselves and seek out answers to various questions. Um, at the Fort Bragg Library, as some listeners may know, we're 
in the process of trying to expand our library. We have purchased a lot behind our library and uh, took the buildings down, have cleared it, and are ready to build on it. Um, the sales tax increase would really help with us being able to put some money into expand into the expansion processing that we're trying to do. And it would also create funding for all libraries in Mendocino County equitably to make building improvements on their libraries. So I just wanted to say that this morning. Thank you so much for hosting the show, Dan. I've learned a lot, and I um, also appreciate everyone's um, input into what our libraries are about in Mendocino County and what we're hoping to do in the future. Thank you. Well, thank you, Any Janice. Questions? Well, you've, <laughs> I, you've been a great resource. I mean, I believe you were on the Library Advisory Board uh, appointed by Supervisor Patty Campbell, um, you know, a couple decades ago, and you've yes. um, come back <laughs> to volunteer again, a second round on the Library Advisory Board, besides being an active volunteer with the Friends of the Fort Bragg Library. So appreciate all that you, yes. you do for the art to support our libraries. Thank you. I wanted to also mention if anyone is listening in Fort Bragg, we'll be collecting petition signatures if you haven't signed yet at Harvest Market on uh this, let's see, this morning between 10 and 12, uh, Friday morning between 10 and 12, and Saturday morning between 10 and 12 will be at the post office. So if you haven't signed, um, please consider signing the petition so we can get this measure on the ballot in November. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Janice. All right. Thank you. And in Willett, somebody will be in front of the Rite Aid in the... Uh Pear Tree Shopping Center, no, it's no Evergreen Shopping Center, excuse me, in front of Rite Aid today uh, from noon to three. So pop over, that'd be great. I also wanted to just um, touch on Janice's remark. Thanks, Janice, is um, in Willits. We need a new roof on our library. I tell this to people, we don't want to have wet books and the little kids' eyes get big. No, we don't want wet books. So We'll need a new roof and we'll get one if this passes. Yeah, th thank you, Melinda. <laughs> you know, uh, one one thing that I, I got to say, I got to say this is someone as a county supervisor, you know, I see the salary schedule for county employees. Most of them are not paid very much. And, I've, and you know, if anybody's wondering, uh, the library employees are among the lower paid county employees. I mean, it's it, they are, <laughs> when you look at several of them have master's degrees and and they're paid less in most cases than just about, you know, most of the county employees. So this, it's not like the sales tax is going to, you know, pay for high salaries anywhere. I mean, they're very modestly paid and really dedicated to the libraries. I mean, um, I've seen donations, you know, quietly given by employees of the libraries to the various friends, of the library groups to help out the local libraries. They believe in it so much. It's not just a place where they work and clock out. Um, you know, they're they're personally really vested in, into the local libraries and, and the patrons that they're serving every day. So um, each of the libraries are open Tuesday through Saturday. I, my understanding is um, part of the hope of uh, if it's renewed with an extra one eighth cent that the library, I know that no decision has been made, but I think the um, certainly the hope is to um, add in Mondays um to that so it would be monday through uh, saturday currently it's tuesday through saturday at all all of the libraries um so 
uh, again, the staff at the libraries are really dedicated to the, the people they're serving in the community and, and really believe in, in the library system. Um, we are um, nearing the last 15 minutes of the show. Again, for listeners, um, if you're interested in calling in, asking a question or suggestions for the libraries, our phone number here is 707-895-2448 um, here at KZUX. Again, this is Citizen U, um, a program focusing on um, what community members are doing to make this a better community and how you can um, help make this a better community yourself. Um, any other observations that any of you have about our local libraries? Michelle. Uh, I just wanted to say that the Ukiah uh, friends will be out uh, in front of the library on Friday and Saturday. We'll be at the farmer's market in Ukiah on Saturday. We'll be at the farmer's market in Redwood Valley on Sunday. So that's where we're gonna be collecting signatures uh, this week. Um, you can usually find out where we're going to be by either looking on our Facebook page or um, if you're a dues-paying member, we'll send out emails to that as well. So the Friends of the Library have a web page, um, we have a Facebook page, um, and uh, we always want to hear from you. So, okay, thank thanks, you. thanks, Michelle. We have a caller. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Hi. I would like to sing the praises of my local library. I live between... Uh, Officially, my address is Gualala, but uh, so I'm the Coast Community Library in Point Arena is my savior. Uh, along with my local senior center, I'd say that my library saves my life more than anything around here, especially during the pandemic. I have no electricity and nothing but a landline and a radio, and I go to the library once a week as long as I'm able to still drive and my car's still running. I can charge up things there, and it saves my life. And Julia Lark was a blessing. She helped me out a lot. And our new librarian, Melissa, is awesome. And Patty is great, and my library saves my life. And I'm totally for paying more money on taxes to keep our libraries solvent because uh, we certainly pay enough taxes for war and things that are not productive, and libraries are about the most positive thing I can think of. We also have a beautiful children's room with children's programs, and blessings to the Point Arena Library. It's awesome, and it's a lifesaver, and thank you for the show. Okay, thank you, caller. Thank you for calling in. Um, you know, <laughs> children don't vote, but the libraries certainly offer good services um, t for the next generation. And um, I know we've touched on that a little bit. Is there anything else any of you'd like to, to share about, um, you know, the services that we uh, provide that next generation at our local libraries? We have several people uh, now doing reading um, programs and, of course, summer reading, the kind of the bastion of um, of the libraries, really the little kids learning to read and staying with a program all summer and reading a pile of books and getting a special prize at the end. I mean, we all remember that and I, my kids all went through that, raising them and my grandkids now going to libraries. That tradition of little kids in libraries is just the heart isn't it of uh, you know you could say the heart of america really it's such a building democratic values we get to be quiet and 
respectful of other people and we get to share books. We don't buy them and we don't need to hoard them. We, you know, it's there for everybody. There's so many wonderful values. You know, I, um, I love that other, other caller talking about the, the beautiful kids room. I'll have to go to your library, Larry. I want to see it. And I, 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 I have to go back to work, but I have to say uh, thank you so much, Dan. And also um, we'll be in Willits. Uh, anybody who still hasn't signed that petition at the farmer's market tomorrow afternoon. Okay. Thank you, Melinda. We have another call. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Hi, thank you for the show. Um, I appreciate all the information that I've been hearing, but I know that there purports to be a competing measure on the ballot for the Potter Valley Water Project. Can you tell me how, if this measure should pass, how it would affect our library measure? That's my question, thanks. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. So um, a surprise to me, because I'm one of the five supervisors, there was an agenda item at our last board of supervisors meeting um, that was looking at what I would, what the caller called a competing ballot measure um, on the same ballot this November. So uh, we're approaching the, the final days that either the public or the board of supervisors or a city council can place a tax on the November ballot. And so there was a discussion at the last meeting about um, a sales tax um, and as again, as I mentioned earlier in the show, um, the Library Advisory Board, advising the Board of Supervisors who serve as the, um, as the Board of Directors for the Library, have been aware for a couple of years now that community members like yourselves were intending to collect signatures to renew the sales tax for the library, going from a one-eighth of a cent to a quarter of a cent. And clearly one of the things you're telling people um, is truthful, as far as you know, which is this won't result in an increase in the sales tax because the measure B sales tax for mental health is going down by three eighths of a cent. So effectively sales tax will be going down by a quarter of a cent, even with the passage of this library tax. Um, but at any rate, at the last board meeting, um, uh, there was a discussion on the agenda about a, a board of supervisors sponsored ballot measure tax. Um, and uh, at, in the discussion, at least three supervisors were talking about it in the context of a three-eighths of a cent, again, more than that quarter of a cent. Um, so it would have made, a, if the board were to put a, a three-eighths of a cent sales tax on the ballot, it would be, with your tax, it would, voters would be looking at a potential increase in the sales tax. Um, you know, I'm just one supervisor. I don't, I don't support, one, a competing sales tax on the same ballot at the 11th hour, from my perspective, or two, um, anything over a quarter cent because then there'd be a net increase in the sales tax. So that discussion, if people are interested, it will continue on um, Wednesday. We have board meetings next Tuesday and Wednesday dealing with the budget and other issues. And on Wednesday, the board will be discussing a second for a second time this concept of a competing sales tax on the ballot, whether it's three-eighths of a cent, as was discussed by three supervisors at the last meeting, a quarter of a cent, which... Um, might be discussed Wednesday um, or or no sales tax at this time. Um, you know, honestly, I think what the, as I said at the meeting, I think what um, the friends of the libraries have done really kind of shows the way for a sales tax is, you know, it's a big deal for the voters to vote in any sales tax or any tax, but particularly I would say a sales tax. And so um, what you're doing, going directly to the voters, asking them, and talking with them about the, the need for this tax, the, re, the purpose of it, 
um, that kind of dialogue is really important, I think, um, to getting community buy-in to, to what you're doing. And you, know, you, you bypass that when you go to the Board of Supervisors and ask the board to put a tax on the ballot. And so I, I think that's the better approach for, you know, for any other purpose is what, exactly what you're doing. Um, and I said that at the last board meeting. So um, I can't answer more than that because, you know, I, I'm just I, I have just one vote on the board. Um, Supervisor Hashak and I were really skeptical of putting on a, a, a competing sales tax. We'll see what the other three say at the next meeting and subsequent meetings. Um, so caller Internet, does that answer your question? Yes, thank you. I mean, I am asking because I was soliciting for signatures for uh, our the library tax, and um, I approached one woman who said, oh, no, I will not sign that for the library. And I went, what? And she said, well, I'm supporting a competing tax, and that's for the Potter Valley Water Project. So it is out there that people are considering not voting or not signing to get our measure on the ballot and in favor of getting the Potter Potter Valley Water Project going. And I have one more question about that. Would that water project uh, serve the whole Mendocino County community or just a certain portion of the county, like Potter Valley? Uh, Yeah, and so that's my last question. Thank you very much for this. It's been very informative. Okay, thanks. Um, I mean, obviously, in the, in the remaining minutes, we don't have the time to go into great detail about that project. KZUX News Department's been covering that issue really pretty thoroughly. I know that Sarah Reith had a, an interesting article this morning that will re- probably repeat tonight. Um, just generally speaking, um, the, the, there has virtually been virtually free water delivered by PG&E to Potter Valley um, Water District and to the Russian River Water District um, flood control. And, and, and they've virtually given the water away to some of their customers if, from the perspective of someone like myself who pays city water <laughs> rates. And, uh, you know, from my, my perspective, it's been important for the county to, to help with technical assistance to help them uh, prepare to do the studies to possibly gain their water rights in the renewal process. But it's speculative and it's very expensive. And I guess I'm left wondering why have they for so many decades knowing that that water rights were not secured forever that PGE might walk away from that project i'm left wondering myself why they weren't charging those customers more money when they're paying pennies on the dollar from what i'm paying in the city limits for water why they weren't building up reserves to prepare for this day when they would need millions of dollars for studies to hopefully secure those water rights in the future so i Personally, I'm very skeptical of, of asking the voters to pay a sales tax um, to bail some people out who could have been helping themselves all these years. Um, we are running out of time. We'll um, take one more call. Okay, caller, you're um, on the we air. Are running out of time. Uh, yes, um, I re- really appreciate your program on the uh, libraries. Uh, and um, I was wondering, we have a library here in Boonville. Is that a part of the county library system? And if it's not, why isn't it? Okay, caller, <laughs> that's a good question. There are community-based libraries in other in some communities, like the town of Mendocino has a membership library. And I don't know enough about your Boonville library to know if it's a membership library. Um, um, I think we'd have to go back in time to see 
the history of why particular libraries joined the county library system and others have remained independent. Um, but that's uh, that may be a great discussion with the library advisory board and ask them about that because there's you know the, the again the Laytonville community is basically sounds a little bit like uh, Boonville and that they're now over time going to become part of the county library system. So again, we are in the last couple minutes. Um, uh, Melinda had to leave us to go to work. Um, Michelle or um, Larry, any final comments as we uh, end the show? Well, the only thing I have that I want to make sure everybody hears is my plea. If you believe in the county library system and you think we should continue, then please, but have not yet signed a petition, please find a petition somewhere and sign it. Okay. Michelle? I'm, I'm with Larry 100%. Absolutely. You, you, you got it right, Larry. If you haven't signed it, please sign it. And, and we, we are around. You can find us. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.